Mark Collier for Thomas Matters Radio. Sponsor today, Omega Processing Solutions, headquartered right in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. Today, we're going to have Karen Chesser, superintendent of Fort Thomas Schools, explain what the governor's response to the pension crisis um, will be for districts. She's going to kind of do her own thing. She recorded a 10-minute pod uh, on her own behalf, and I think it's really interesting to hear her thoughts. So together with Senate President Robert Stivers and House Speaker Jeff Hoover, Governor Bevin yesterday unveiled Keeping the Promise, which is a comprehensive plan to save Kentucky's ailing public pension systems. Um, There are a bunch of different clauses that we'll go over, but essentially it's the Commonwealth's three major public pension systems, the Kentucky retirement systems, the teachers' retirement systems of Kentucky, which Superintendent Chesser will talk about, and the Kentucky Judicial Form uh, retirement systems. They collectively administer eight distinct retirement plans. The, the state currently has an underfunded pension liability. Um, some actuaries point at different numbers on this, but the governor says it's at least $64 billion, ranking as the worst funded system in the nation. Using prior funding patterns, experts conclude that the Kentucky Employment Retirement System, the non-hazardous, will completely run out of money by year 2022 if meaningful pension reform does not occur. With $7 billion in negative cash flow over the past decade, Kentucky's pension spending has been increasingly near five times as fast as revenues. This effectively reduces funds available for other important budgetary priorities such as education, healthcare, public public safety, or transportation infrastructure. So here are some of the highlights, and the governor's uh, office is calling this keeping the promise. So uh, across the eight different retirement um, systems, keeping the promise will hopefully, as the governor puts it, save pension systems and meet legal and moral obligations owed to current and retired teachers and public servants. Keeping the promise requires full payment of ARC and creates new funding formulas that mandate hundreds of millions more into every retirement plan, making them, as they think, uh, healthier and solvent sooner. For those still working, There's no increase to the full retirement age and current defined benefits remain in place until the employee reaches the promised level of unreduced pension benefit. For those retired, there's no clawbacks um, or reductions to pension checks and healthcare benefits are protected. For future non-hazardous employees and teachers, enrollment in a defined contribution retirement plan that will provide comparable retirement benefits is going to be in place. And for current and future hazardous employees, so that's fire, uh, police, they will continue in the same system they are now. This will close the loophole to ensure payment of death benefits for families of hazardous employees. Um, It stops defined benefits planned for all legislators moving them into the same defined contribution plan as other state employees under the jurisdiction of the KRS board. Now, I think that's probably one thing that is going to be, I think, universally, uh, except for the legislators. um, That's one of the good parts of this that I think everybody will agree on. There's no emergency clause. 
uh, law will not go into effect until July 1st of 2018. Um, there were some rumors that it might not happen until 2022, but we do know that um, if things kind of go down the path that they're looking like they're going now, it'll be next year, next July. Um, structural changes should improve. Uh, this is from the governor's office, the Commonwealth's credit rating and credit agencies, which have downgraded Kentucky's rating recently, uh, citing un unfunded pension burdens. Um, now, Governor Bevin will call the General Assembly into a special session in the coming weeks um, to, in order to pass these, these uh, reforms. So, um, again, uh, rep rep representatives and senators across the Commonwealth are still going to have to agree uh, whether or not this is the plan that will go into place, but this is what the governor is, is kind of putting out. And this is what he said, quote, there is no such thing as an insurmountable obstacle. We as a commonwealth have a moral and legal obligation to fulfill the promises that have been made to our public employees. This is not just about fixing our present underfunding problem. It is also about ensuring that we leave a better financially stable Kentucky to our children. He goes on, the right thing to do is rarely the easiest, but we are determined to address the crisis with the most fiscally responsible public pension reform plan in the history of the United States. I am confident that the rest of the country will pay close attention to this excellent work by our legislature for good reason. For those retired, for those still working, and for those yet to come, we are truly fixing our broken pension systems. United we stand, divided we fall. Now, I've also heard some uh, in the media suggest, after looking at some of these highlights, that this is a problem that will um, be solved over about 30 years. Um, originally, it, uh, coming from some of the uh, you know, rumors floating out of Frankfurt was that it was going to be more drastic, that these pension reforms were going to get things turned around quicker, which obviously would have meant deeper cuts, more aggressive cuts. So I think some things that were potentially going to be cut um, could stay on the table. Now, across the board, you're still looking at a large deficit. So things are going to uh, have to be made um, a sacrifice to, you know, fixing this, this obligation. But uh, I don't think it's as drastic as originally thought. So I'm going to introduce now Karen Chesser. Karen uh, recorded this podcast on her own, and these are her thoughts. Musings on the retirement system. Well, we finally got the specifics from the governor after months, possibly a year, of discussion and angst. We now know what he is proposing. And I have to say that uh, some of the rumor, rumors are there in the proposal and some things are out. Now, it's very interesting that uh, this was created, put together behind closed doors. Obviously, though, he was listening to many of the groups and many of us who are uh, teachers, administrators, and staff. It's interesting that uh, I've heard that there was not much um, consultation with these actual groups, such as the teacher's retirement system. So I'm a bit skeptical on the numbers. 
So let's talk just a bit about what happens to be uh, in the future for the teacher retirement system according to the bullet points that we have so far. Knowing that what may happen in the end could be far different, but at least we know what the initial proposal is. In hearing the governor yesterday uh, during the Facebook live session, uh, I found two different timelines. Uh, first of all, I believe it was um, Senators Hoover or Stivers specified that none of this would start for three years. However, from the proposal in the bullet points, it's obvious that some items will start July 1st, 2018. The ones that seem to be of most concern or at least question are the ideas of what happens if you have 27 years of service or you are age 60 if that comes first. As of July 1st, 2018, according to this proposal, if you have 27 years in by that time, meaning that you finished your 27th year by June 30th, then you will automatically move into a defined contribution plan, AKA 401k. And we're not quite sure what that means for your existing plan. Do we have two plans, two retirements, or is somehow your, your retirement fund now going into that system? That's a question. Also, I believe that it means that uh, as the employee, you're putting 10% into the retirement system and the state is putting in 8%. Looks like the district uh, is off the hook and not have to, having to actually add any money. Um, then if you turn uh, after July 1st, 2018 and you've completed your 27 years, then you also will then go into a defined contribution plan, aka 401k. However, um, the district's now in for a bit of money. The employee will pay 9% and can add additional, uh, you know, it is a 401k after all, up to another 3%. And then the employer will pay 4% and the state pays 6% into this defined contribution plan. Uh, my big question is, how in the world is this cheaper on the state than what we have right now? Um, that, that I've yet to see that, uh, the numbers and that discussion and how that can be actu actuarially sound. The other couple of things that are interesting, um, the 3% clause, not quite sure if that is in addition to the 3% we already give. I'm un, un, under the understanding that uh, that may be in addition. So an additional 3% going in to pay for health care uh, during retirement. Also, a new um, part of this proposal is that anyone who is on retirement has to actually suspend their pension if they want to work in the public sector at all. Uh, currently, people who are certified might retire and then come back in a classified position. And at the same time, they would be collecting their retirement that they'd earned, that they put money into um, as a certified staff member. This looks like that would be suspended. So if you choose to continue to work, you will not be receiving your retirement at the same time if you work in the public sector. Um, jury's still out, I guess, on 
are people grandfathered in. So if someone is retired already and is working one of these jobs, can they continue working in that job and collecting their retirement? I would assume that if you go across state lines, um, the Kentucky retirement system really has no purview over that, so you could continue to work your additional job. This will be a concern for districts based on um, areas in, in areas such as possibly substitute teachers, interim principals, interim superintendents who have come back from retirement, uh, people who are working in part-time jobs. As long as that job is not over 100 hours a month, it seems to be uh, still acceptable. So that's a question. And then we've got the areas that will go into effect after 2023, July 1st, 2023. Um, and those, I think, are the ones that will create uh, a, a large exodus of staff uh, before 2023. Uh, you have, first of all, at 2023, um, the retirement will be based on your high five years as opposed to your high three years. Um, currently, the uh, teacher's retirement system has um, been remarkable in that when uh, it was switched to the high three years, would give you a bump. If you stayed uh, past 55 uh, or at 255, you would get uh, this average of the three years instead of five. And I believe that has caused the average retirement age to move from 52 to 59, which is fantastic for the system because more people are putting more money in the system and spending less time in retirement since they're retiring later. Um, However, if that goes away and now we're back to high five, then people will probably retire as soon as they can, 27. There may not be an advantage to continuing uh, to work. And so that will go in effect 2023. In addition, currently, uh, to uh, encourage people not to take their sick days because that not only is a drain on uh, the uh, budgets of school districts, but it also is really bad for instruction when people are taking sick days. And so as an incentive uh, to not taking your sick days so you can be in the classroom, we have our, um, you know, sick leave. And those sick days actually will continue to accrue so that when you retire, you get a payout from your school district for a portion of that, 30%. And then also, because that is actually part of your salary, it goes on your last year's salary and uh, when you're doing, doing the averages for your retirement. So it looks like that's going to go away in 2023. Um, and then another big one that for people that seems unfair is this idea of putting a cap on retirement. Um, in Kentucky, uh, the amount that employees pay in is based on salary. So it seems unfair that if someone has put in more uh, into the system than others, but will be taking out the same amount, I'm not sure that that is uh, justified. And so I'm sure there'll be some pushback. I've also understood that if you're talking about this cap or this limit, this Social Security limit for retirement, that that really only impacts about 0.06% of the retirement fund. So really is not going to um, impact the, uh, the, you know, the soundness of the pension system. 
So those are just a bit of uh, what I see is happening right now based on what we received yesterday. I will keep you updated as soon as I hear more. We hear that there is a framework coming out that will give us a sense of what's going to be presented specifically to the legislature. No, t uh, no information yet uh, regarding when that special session will be. So I will keep you updated as I know. Thank you. So that was Fort Thomas Independent School Superintendent Karen Chesser on her thoughts on Governor Bevin's proposal for fixing the pension crisis here in Kentucky. You can reach out to her every Monday. She's at Fort Thomas Coffee from 7.30 to 8.45. She's actually really, really, really accessible and transparent. So if you have any questions for her, that's a really good opportunity to uh, sit down and, and get her thoughts. Again, for Karen Chesser, this is Mark Collier with Fort Thomas Matters Radio. Our sponsor today is Omega Processing Solutions, located in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. You can call them today at 866-888-9724, 866-888-9724, Omega Processing Solutions, unsurpassed value, unmatched support.